Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. All right, men. Welcome back to the God-Centered Men's Recovery Podcast. Happy Friday. Glad to be back at you again. I am your host, Tim Holloway, and this podcast is for Christian men who want to live a recovery lifestyle that is filled with the Spirit. So if that's you, welcome. So I'm about to share with you one of my favorite topics. Uh, It is very near and dear to my heart, and I have a lot of passion for it. And the reason I do is because it has brought the most change inside of my life. So if you're looking for some truth that is going to radically change your paradigms and your belief systems, that will radically change your behavior, then this podcast is it. So I, I um, encourage you to listen to this episode in its entirety. So we're going to be talking about Luke chapter 4, verse 36. And as you know, we're going in progression through the book of Luke. Um, this is the 15th day, and we're only on chapter 4, verse 36, but uh, we're moving right along anyways. So it says this, that the people were all amazed And they spoke among themselves, saying, What word is this? For with authority and with power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And the fame of him went throughout every place and every country round about. So if you've been paying attention for the last uh, 15 episodes, you know we're going in progression. And there are certain things that take place in Jesus' life before he came to this point. And I would like to point out just a couple of them, just so we can get the idea of what's going on here. But at first, Jesus was all about the Father's business, and that his heart and his life was consumed with the mission and the passion that God gave him. He was all about doing his work, and then he began to grow in wisdom and stature, begin to grow and expand inside of his heart, inside of his life. And then it takes it to his baptism. Um, where the hev- where he begins to communicate with God, where the heavens are open, where he hears the voice of God and the and the Holy Spirit is present, and the sonship sonship is declared, and he hears, "This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased." So all of these progressions get him to this point of walking in authority and power. So I want to just touch on a little bit here, because before this took place, before he returned in the power of the Spirit, before it was said of him that that he has this authority and the power, he had to go through a wilderness experience. And that experience was a time of testing and a time of temptation. And here's what I can guarantee you, that he never would have made it to this place of returning in the power of the Spirit. He never would have of begin to do what he's about to do if he fell to temptation. And so it is with us is that you know why we might fall, we might struggle, but there's certain t- uh, temptations that must be overcome because there's no way for us to live in our authority. There's no way for us to live in great power if we're falling into temptation repeatedly. Because here's what's going to happen. We're going to be filled with guilt. We're going to be filled with shame. We're going to be in this constant struggle to try to overcome. And we're not going to be able to walk in the faith. And so it's no coincidence that Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit after he went through the wilderness experience and after he was tempted and to begin to overcome 
his temptations. So we're going to talk to you um, today about authority and power, because it was with authority and power that that Jesus commanded these things. So if we were to break this down, it is three things. Number one is authority. Number two is power. And number three, he commands. So this, this word authority, it's a powerful word, but it means jurisdiction. And if you know anything about the court of law or the way the government works, they're um, cities and, and, and stuff, they're broken down into jurisdiction. And what that means is that there are certain people that have the right to exercise authority and control over that jurisdiction. And what we got to understand is, is that we have authority. We have authority. In the Greek, it's called exousia. And that is we have jurisdiction, the power and the right to exercise authority and control over our domain. And we're going to, go to thoroughly de- identify what the domain is, but I want to establish first that you are the one who has control. You are the one that has the power of choice. You are the one who is supposed to rule and reign over the sphere, over the kingdom, over the area of influence that you have. You see, Jesus is called the King of Kings, and that is that we as men are supposed to rise up and be kings. He is the King of Kings, but we are still kings, just like he is the Son of God, and yet we are all sons of God. And being in this royal mindset says that God is a great king. And that he has power and he has authority and he has influence and he is the creator of all things. Yet we are right there with him as his children. It's much like in a monarchy where a king and a prince. If you were to think of yourself in your royal mindset, it would be a prince, the son of a king. And that means you have been given a realm to influence. You have been given jurisdiction. And what is that? That is your own life. That is your realm. You see, your household, that's your realm as a man. Your expertise, that is your realm as a man. The influence uh, over your children, that is your realm. Your marriage is your realm. Whatever it is that you do in business, it doesn't matter what it is, that is your jurisdiction, that is your realm, that is the area in which you have the right and the power to rule. And what we have today is men who are not ruling well. You take a look at any uh, any area of your life where you're unsatisfied, and I can guarantee you that you're not rising up as a king in that area of your life. You're not exercising your authority. And like I said, it doesn't matter where the power of influence is, it's yours. See, when I was young, my first job was Taco Bell. And I worked for three hours every morning, and my realm was that parking lot to make sure all the trash was clean. And so I took on the responsibility to care for my realm. By the time that I left, there wasn't a single piece of trash. On the outside of the building, there wasn't a window that wasn't clean. You see, and that's what it means to, though our realm might be small at first, 
You see, that was my first job. I began to graduate to that little by little into where I was working for one of the biggest home own, uh, home builders inside the U.S. And my realm began to expand where I was responsible for hundreds homes a year that equaled up to millions and millions of dollars because I took responsibility for my jurisdiction. And so what we have today is, is men who have jurisdiction. They have the right to control, but they don't have the identity as kings. They don't have the royal mindset that this is my responsibility and I'm going to rule over this area of my life because I have the right to control. And what this means is that you are walking in your power. You see, there was no doubt that Jesus came out of this temptation. He came out of the wilderness and it was said of him, what word is this? With authority, with authority, because what he was walking and standing in his power. And here's the reality in the four areas of our life, family, faith, fitness, and finance, that we could tell when we're not walking in power in that area. You could tell inside of a marriage when a man is not walking in power. You could tell inside of the relationship with, the, with his children when he's not walking in power. And you could tell in the workplace when a man is not walking in power. And you could definitely tell inside the finances, inside the mission and the passion that God has given you if you're walking in power or not. And one of these keys to walking in his power is once again, is understanding your royal identity, that you have a jurisdiction, you have an area to rule and reign over. In fact, we are to rule and reign with Christ. We're supposed to learn this process right here and now because we shall rule and reign with him. And this is the, the powerful message of the kingdom. So the question I have to ask you is, are you utilizing your strengths? So you look at the different areas of your life and say, am I utilizing my strength in each area of my life to build up the kingdom or the jurisdiction that I am responsible for? And it is a question that we all have to ask ourselves. The next definition of this word authority is to forbid, block, or to stand, or to disapprove, or to put it in to something. And what this, what this um, word entails is that we allow or permit things to happen inside of our lives. It's much like the presidential power that somebody can um, establish a law or, or put something into effect. And with presidential power, you can come veto and override it. And so what that means is that, that, that we need to stand up and take our authority and use our authority and allow and permit the things that we want inside of our lives and to not allow and to override and to push out the things that we don't want inside of our lives. 
It plays out in the natural like this, since the home, my home is my jurisdiction, it's my realm of authority. If there is something inside my home, I can allow or permit that thing to be inside my home. Or I could choose veto power, right? And I can override it and I can refuse to allow. You see, when it comes to your jurisdiction, your realm of authority, you're the one who has the right. And then therefore, if things come against you or come inside your home, come inside your life, come inside your marriage, come inside your frame, your family, faith, fitness, and finance, and we must stand up and say, you know what? You don't have the right to be here. You don't have the right to be inside of my marriage. You don't have the right to be inside of my home. This negative thought that is going on inside of my mind causing me to act in a certain way that is, that is detrimental to me. Then we can rise up and say, you don't have the right to take place in my thoughts, in my heart, and in my mind. And this takes a, a bit of gumption. This takes a bit of boldness. Because we need to rise up and stop allowing these things to take place inside of our hearts inside of our lives. So the question along with that is, what are you causing or allowing inside of your life that is detrimental to you? Because my heart, my mind, my eyes, they're all my jurisdiction inside the realm in which I control. Now, this is an amazing message, and it's hard for men to hear, and it's this. The chaos, the negative things in your life that most likely you are causing or allowing these things to take place. Now, this is not 100% truth, but when we look at the areas of our life into which we have allowed them to happen, you see, when we look at our health, 90% of the time, we've allowed these situations to take place. I mean, we didn't become 250, 300 pounds overnight, right? It was the gradual of 5 to 10 pounds a year that all of a sudden we're looking at ourselves in disgust 10 to 15 uh, years later because of what we have caused and allowed to take place inside of our life. The same thing is true in a marriage. You know, the marriage may have been on fire in the beginning and filled with passion and intimacy and all these good and positive things. But here we are 10 years down the road because we we have added things that don't belong. We've refused to take our authority and our responsibility. And all of a sudden, the marriage isn't quite what it used to be. Now, we could take this situation in every single area of our life. What have we caused and allowed to happen? Now, some might complain, you know what? I got this disease and, you know, I didn't cause it or allow this to happen. And so I'll give you that. But we don't know the habits. We don't know the routines that have got us in this state and condition. But even so now that now that we are in this state and condition, we have even more responsibility even more realm of influence to begin to do the right things that are going to get us on the path to recovery. So here's the bottom line about all things. We have no excuse because it doesn't matter what has come against us 
or the pain we might have suffered or the trauma that we might have have experienced, it still comes down to the fact, what am I doing right now to cause or allow this to continue to take place? You see, many people have become victims. I was a victim. I was abused and neglected and traumatized and all of these things as a young child. And I was a victim. But there comes a time in your life whether you choose to play the victim. And that is a whole different mindset. You see, being a victim is something that happens that is beyond your control. And it's something that happens to you. But if I continue to live in it, if I make conscious choices to go in that direction, if I let the pain eat me up and consume me instead of forgiving, then I have taken my authority and I have made my choice. And therefore, I take the role as playing the victim. And so we got to ask ourselves, what are we causing or allowing to take place inside of our hearts and inside of our lives? I want you to look at the areas of your life, your family, faith, fitness, and your finance. And I want you to ask yourself, are you rising inside of your authority? Are you clearly identified your jurisdiction? Have you said in your heart that this is the realm in which I'm supposed to rule over and control and exercise my authority? Look at the four areas of your life and ask yourself, are you ruling well? Are you walking inside of your power? Are you utilizing your strengths? Are you standing in boldness and refusing to allow that which is detrimental inside of your realm, inside of your influence? If I were to tell you this, that a man is going to come into your house tomorrow at 9 a.m. And he's going to rape your wife and he's going to kill your children. What kind of preparation would you get into? Would you make sure that you had ammunition? Would you be waiting and expecting the man to show up so you can stand in your authority, so you could rise in your power, so you could take care of your realm and your influence? Yes, you would. Yes, I would. But yet we got these little things coming into our lives and they they creep inside of our marriage and they, they creep inside of the marriage and it's just this little lust. It's just this little pornography. It's just this little perversion. It's just this little lie. It's just this little whatever. And what is going to begin to take place is that these little enemies come in. What does the Bible say? It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's these little things, these little habits, these little routines, these little choices that begin to snowball over time and they begin to choke the life out of things. You see, deterioration is much like acid rain. The rain comes and it drips and it drips repeatedly. And over time, this, this corrosion and this deterioration takes place. Now, you can hardly even notice the deterioration at the beginning because it starts off very, very small. If you are suffering very big in an area of your life, I can guarantee you the deterioration has been happening over a period of time. 
and it's only standing in your power, rising up in your strength, and stepping up and being the king inside of your heart, and ruling over your realm and your influence that is going to change things. You see, we could pray to God to to change things, and he does a miraculous transformation inside of our hearts, and there's no denying this, this power. But there are things in our life that says that you have to rise in your authority. And then that's why he said that we are to, us, we're supposed to speak to the mountain, that we're supposed to rise in our authority. And we push all this responsibility on God. God, fix my marriage. God, do this. God, do that. Not understanding that it's us who have to be empowered by God to rise in our authority and begin to rule over our realm with power.